The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. Ta-da! Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Cicely. Um, And it's been a full, strong four years that myself and my co-host Cicely have been doing the More Than Graphics Podcast. This has been surreal, right, Cicely? <laughs> like, I feel like... like it seems, yeah, like it doesn't seem that long, but it seems that long. Or like it seems longer, maybe. Like not in a bad way, though. But it's just that, like <laughs> time is flying. Like I remember literally this time last year, like a year ago, right around this time we were planning for this season and it seemed like it was so far away. And like literally we're almost 365 days later. Like what What? what has happened? How did we I know, right? <laughs> I love the fact that we have come so far in this journey of sharing other people's amazing testimonials and personal stories of triumph, failure, love, anger, all the things in between, all in relation to women in tech and women creatives. So this is your virtual safe space. If you're new to this space, welcome. Um, We want you to feel comfortable with snapping or shouting or even throwing a shoe. We want you to feel very comfortable knowing that these truths are authentic and they're our own. So um, I am, as a quick update, uh, I am very excited as my business is continuing to grow. um, And I'm really excited about just all things, like just all things women (laughs) right now. Like I'm in this space where I'm like, rah, 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 we can do this. Um, so I love the fact that we're able to knock down some barriers uh, and open some more spaces for women through my small business. Um, Cicely, what's what's good in your world? Um, I will just say that like I've been going through the motions, but I'm in a good place now. So my fall and we're not quite at winter yet. It's not officially winter, but my fall and winter season has been rough. It has been a roller coaster. So I would just say that I'm glad that things are kind of mellowing out now and I'm refocused and that I'm just taking care of myself right now like just making sure that i am okay and Mm -hmm. really getting into self-care mode so that i can go on and be great and continue to produce and um just thrive after that man self-care is everything and especially now like in this season period like across the board this is a season where everything either gets really 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 wonderful and magical and then or not (laughs) and there's just so many factors that kind of come into that um but i am I'm so glad that you are personally just taking that that moment and that time for self-care, um, for mental health, and then also community. Um, you know, I'm I'm reaching through the I'm reaching through the to the to the camera because we hug each other a lot. So it's one of those situations where we just, you know, we always want to be supportive of each other. Um, and I'll I'll hug whomever. I'm a hugger. We're I'm in Kentucky. I'm <laughs> we're huggers. So it's just one of those situations where um, I'm very sympathetic to people who choose themselves over other people. That's not something to uh, steer away from or taboo anymore. <laughs> That's but, yeah. So I really just want to ask maybe an achievement that you have may- maybe recently um, done recently for yourself. Um, I can kind of mention one real quick before we kind of get into today's topic and guests. Um, an achievement for me recently um, would probably have to be uh, celebrating life right now. Um, it's my husband's birthday today. I am just super excited to celebrate him and all the things um, that help make me great. Right? It's not about um, it's not about I. It's about we. And my team is uh, multiple mounds of people. So I want to celebrate each and every one of them all the time as much as possible, including my husband. So um, definitely shout out to you, my love. Um, but Cicely, is there an achievement for you recently that you've been able to, to get? Um, I would say just the main thing is just being able to work through things that I thought were super hard. Like a year ago, I would have probably just been like, no, I don't, that's too much. Like, I don't think I can handle that. And then this year has, <laughs> has proven that um, I, I am up for the task more than I thought I was. So I would just say like, even in sadness and loss and things like that, there is, um, there is always, always a lesson, but there, you know, there's good that comes out of that as well, that I can handle more than I thought. Mm-hmm. And that, again, it just gave me that um, ability. I achieved the ability to be able to really 
take a step back and kind of look at what's important and what really matters to me and making sure that I'm taking myself into account and all things that I do and like not neglecting myself basically. Mm -hmm. so that's my achievement. Just really like I've been saying, I've been trying to do it and it's been coming in spurts here and there, but I've been forced to do it now. <laughs> so <laughs> it has been happening and I am better because of it. So I think that's a great achievement. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know there's so many women out there right now who are in very similar places. So um, if you're in listening range, hoorah to all of you out there doing your thing, achieving your thing. Speaking of achievement, that is tonight's topic. I am super excited because we have an amazing guest, someone I personally have gotten to know and come close to. Um, and Cicely, I'll let you introduce our guest. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to, um, I always look away from the screen. We type and we like to take notes around here because we don't want to forget things that people be saying. So <laughs> here we go. And um, it's Bertelsman. Is that yep. correct? Perfect. Okay. So today's guest is Casey Bertelsman. After starting a pandemic hobby podcast called She Sparks Tech, Casey Bertelsman was opened up to a whole new world of entrepreneurship. Casey spent 18 months exploring entrepreneurship and building her own business so she could leave her career as an electrical engineer. She went from managing million dollar projects to running a six figure business as an online business manager and fractional COO. Now she works with high achieving professional women who are ready to scale their businesses and increase their revenue doing work that has allowed her, excuse me, doing work that has allowed her to fall in love with what she does again. Welcome, Casey. Yay. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Casey, we have, you and I definitely have a little bit more of a uh, deeper connection as I've been a guest on your podcast specifically with She Sparks Tech. And I absolutely love, first off, I love the platform. I, I love the, the conversations. And I really enjoy hearing all the different stories of women, of people in tech period that are just doing doing the thing right mm -hmm. uh, and they're claiming it which i absolutely think is inspiring more than anything like i'm gonna claim my next in 2023 um yep. i absolutely love that i would love to know where that pivot came from for you to go from um what ceo a fractional ceo to where you are now like how did how did you go from there to here yes so um previously i was working as uh, an electrical engineer. So I did building design. Mm -hmm. um, I went to school and my degree was very, very specific. It was like A to Z designing buildings. You graduate, you basically know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I struggled with just the nature of the construction industry. Um, I had a couple of bad experiences, which you can have in any role, um, but it really made me question what was important to me and what did I want out of my career being, you know, less than five years out of university already being like, shit, this isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's scary, especially mm -hmm. after you spend X amount of money going to school for it. And that's like, what you are cleared to do, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and so during the pandemic, I was really looking for connection and ways to network with other women in STEM, especially tech, because we saw how fast um, user tech was growing when everything mm -hmm. was shut down. Um, and I didn't feel like I could find the resources that I wanted to. And that was why I started my podcast because as a lover of podcasts and be like, I feel like something's missing here. Why, why doesn't someone do this? And it's like, why, why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I did. And it actually set me up for so many amazing opportunities because a majority of clients I have came from connections that I made with my podcast. Um, and it was people who gave me opportunities and chances and growth opportunities um, that led to me being able to leave my engineering role behind and work with businesses as um, the online term would be an online business manager or the corporate term would be a fractional COO. Yes, I love this. And I, I love the fact too that um, you come from such a technical aspect. Uh, can we just talk about for two seconds how much we were related in, in a lot of areas? One, I came from an area of technical theater. And so also understanding set design and structural engineering and civil engineering on top of that, um, adding in that technical space, right? 
um, being able to take components of something and better understanding how they are applied in a very natural, uh, but also, you know, a a physical space. Um, It's much different than thinking about it in your head and just constructionally building mentally. So I totally relate to like the application and the design and how they correlate (laughs) in that way. Um, that's one, (laughs) we may be distant cousins here. So it's one of these situations where I absolutely love that you are being able to go pivot from one thing to another. So many of us are in similar spaces where it's hard for us to almost connect those dots. I really am interested in this, but it doesn't really apply to this. And how do I make these two things combine? You are living proof that you can do that. So I feel like this is a great example for other people out there who are in similar spaces or maybe not. And just kind of using this in a more abstract plan to Mm -hmm. better combine the things that they love and putting it into similar verticals. So, um, yeah, kudos. I love this. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Back here snapping. I'm loving it. Um, Cicely, what you got, girl? Um, I was just going to say that I love how, um, like, I think this is the amazing thread that kind of um, ties all of our guests together, is that every time it's equal parts, I needed a change, but equal parts, like, I want to be the change and encourage others as well. Because that's one of the things that, like, I noticed when you were talking about it, you're like, you know, I didn't find something exactly for what I wanted to do, so I decided to create it. And then since then... Like you said, you've been able to create and cultivate this beautiful, amazing community. And then you've now been able to find um, that same community that wasn't available to you when you needed it. You've been able to become that for someone else. So I think that is that to me is that's where all the snaps are coming from. That's the best part when you're able to take um, kind of a negative situation or, you know, maybe not necessarily negative. But when you're not like living in your truth and I always call it living your best life, but like when you're not living life the way that you would like to be, then you create something else and then you allow and you empower other people um, to be a part of that and to create their own journeys as well. So I think that's awesome. So kudos to you for that. Thank you so much. I mean, that's that's definitely how I explored it. I was like, if I'm missing it, there has to be someone else missing it. And there has to be someone who wants that same connection, even if it's just the women that I'm speaking to on my podcast, they go, they want that connection. And so if no one listens to it, fine. But I've like, I've felt the return so much, even though it's not, you know, directly podcast related return. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been like, it's felt like a year of abundance for me. Oh, I love that. What a way to wrap up 2022. Wow, Casey. I love it. I think that is so very unique um, just because a lot of us, a lot of us, to be very honest, we go, we say the words and sometimes we halfway do the words and then we get kind of get to this action and it kind of is half-assed and we don't know how we got there. Um, But I see you, I see you doing this work and I see you also following up that work with legitimate action and it's creating amazing results for you. And I feel like a lot of people can learn from you and wanting to create similar spaces for themselves or for others um, in their area and in their field. Um, I definitely want to follow up with a question. Um, I definitely want to know um, how you define achievement. I think like the way I have viewed achievement has very much evolved um, over the past two-ish years. Um, I'm... I'm very much a person that likes to go and like, you know, you neatly check off successes. And the reality is that's not how goals work outside of the educational world. Um, you start realizing you're like, it's not as easy as like, oh, A plus, move on, next class, um, you know, close the book, open the new one. And I I really struggled with that for a long time. Like, okay, like there's no fresh, no end and no fresh start. So how, how do I, as a relatively type A person, get that still sense of achievement and setting my own goals? Um, and so in doing so, I really give myself a lot of space because even though I am a list person, I can't have my world revolve around just checking things off of lists because then you're so like demoralized when it doesn't happen. You're like, 
I didn't finish that list. And the reality is the list didn't get finished because the work you do now is harder and it takes longer. And so you can't check off as many lines as you could have five years ago or, you know, pre-expanded family or whatever your situation is. So when I'm looking at achievements, I really try to keep them, um, I try to keep it simple and I try to keep them as fewer. So like my big goal and achievement for the year that I wanted for my business was I wanted to reach 10K revenue months. Um, And I set that goal for myself and what felt like a very realistic timeline. And I reached it three months early. And I was like, okay. And like, shit, now I have to set a new goal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Check that box. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That is super neat. And that, again, that level of intention that you are also implying for yourself um, that is something that I, I still, um, in all my existence of being a professional, I even I struggle with that. So that's something, too, that I feel like so many other women, again, can take away from and value just a little bit more. Um, I do also love the fact that when you set goals, you set them, Casey. Like, you're like, <laughs> no, I'm doing this. Um, that level, again, of intention of, no, I'm doing this today. Like, I'm, yep. again, I love that language that you perf- specifically used about not being able to knock out everything, but doing one thing really well, right? It's not about doing Mm -hmm. 50 million things. It's about doing one or two things, three to four things really well. And that is definitely something I have been taking more uh, more to heart um, in my business as well for 2020, for 2022 and for 2023, but Mm -hmm. intentionally in 2022, less is more. And so I really value um, that you shared that on the show today because a lot of us, you know, in our own rabbit holes and in our own fish bowls, we get caught up with the idea that we need to be doing 50 things at one time. Um, yes. We get caught up in the notion that, you know, our our personalities are, because we are women, we're able to take on more than our male counterparts, which is just kind of like, screech, screech, screech. Um, that's totally untrue. It's a, the lie that we tell ourselves, right? It's also a societal pillar that also lies to women a lot, that we are yes. supposed to be able to take on more. Um, so that's something too, that I feel like we are equally dismantling when we say, nope, I'm going to do two things and I'm going to do them really damn well. Um, I think that is, uh, one way that we can not only prove to ourselves that we're capable of more, but it's also that mental concrete, um, dismantling of the mind that because we are capable, doesn't mean we have to take on everything. Um, I love that. Thanks Casey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think especially as women, you kind of have to break down for yourself because there are expectations no matter, you know, how your partner is, what you are probably doing in the home, what you've probably seen for generations through your family. You know, you're the one cooking dinner and doing the dishes and the laundry and like you also have a shit ton of stuff to do. Like I'm trying to be successful. I'm also trying to bring in money. Like we can't live on just one of our incomes. So how are we balancing this and placing those priorities? So if your priority is that your family sits down for dinner and whoever is making it, you're all going to sit down and have dinner, then your day needs to be able to prioritize that goal happening. Um, And whatever those emails are that need to wait till tomorrow, they'll wait till tomorrow. Right. If they needed earlier, they should have emailed sooner. Right. Exactly. No six o'clock couch flinching. Um, yep. No, no 730. Let me just check it real quick and put it down before somebody sees me. Um, none of those moments. Yeah, I'm talking from experience. Y'all already know. But um, <laughs> it's one of those situations where if you, you say what you mean, you mean what you say. And I tell my kids the best way for someone to tell you who they are is when their actions and their words match. So um, that is something that I love um, about setting some intentional boundaries around the things that are most important to you, setting those goals, goal setting. I'm so for this. Casey, this is making my day. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to do so. (laughs) And you're both over here dropping truth bombs. And I'm like, ooh, these are good notes. But I love that you said that. Like Danielle, like when she was talking about checking emails, like I was giving her the look because she used to really back up. 
And like she'd answer something, I'd be like, ma'am, like I thought you said you're off. And she's like, yeah, it's gotta be this one thing. And I'm like, okay. So I'd be giving her like the thank eye, but all out of love because I, you know, she had told me like, I'm gonna stop doing this or I'm I'm done with this at a certain time. And then like, I'd see her like doing stuff. I'm like, what's happening here? Just trying to keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. I wanted to ask you a little bit kind of about that same thing. So when it comes to like your goals and achievements, and I love the fact that you said that you've, kind, you've changed the way you kind of look at success and look, looked at how um, like goals can be achieved. I very much was a check things off the list person. And the same thing happened. Like the more responsibilities you have, um, like the more that you're trying to do, the more is added to that list. And it just, it's growing. Like if you've seen yeah. like the like little Christmas movies where Santa pulls out like the list of all the things that kids want and it yes. just rolls down the floor. That's what I feel like it becomes. And then you're just like, I don't even care. Like burn the whole damn list. Like we're not even going to do anything, right? <laughs> so um, just for listeners, for, us, for our knowledge as well, like what kind of systems do you have in place in order to like achieve those goals? Like, are you writing them down physically? Do you have like a calendar? Do you do a vision board? Kind of what is your goal setting or like achievement process? I'm curious to know. Yeah. So I actually have like a small whiteboard. I have it over here and I do like a mixture of like actually writing on a whiteboard and doing sticky notes on the whiteboard. So like if I want sticky note on the whiteboard, it can be on the whiteboard. If I want it on my computer, it can be on my computer if I need that um, that kind of inspiration. And I try to keep it with like one main goal per like category of life for a quarter. Um, so like I might have like a finance goal and then a business goal and then a family goal. Um, and so what does it look like? So I'm not overwhelming myself because when you have too many priorities, you have no fucking priorities. That's, (laughs) that's the reality of it. Um, at that point, how do you prioritize anything? So whether you do it monthly or quarterly, like whatever works for you, I find months go by way too quickly um, to do that. But I can have like mini goals within that bigger goal. It's like if I want to get to 10K months, then these are the actions that I need to do um, and work through it that way. Um, So I have that kind of like in the back of my mind, but not overly bothering me. Um, I have a wonderful little planner that I got from Etsy that I'm obsessed with. It has like perfect check boxes for days and like notes. And it's just, it works the way I work. Um, And then I started using an online program. It's called Sunsama. And Sunsama connects to my email, like any of my emails, it connects to Asana and Notion. Like if you have multiple clients, like I do, who use multiple platforms, it gives me everything. And then I dump it on the days and assign time to it. And so like my queue of tasks populates from everywhere. So I don't have to check 10 different locations every day. And so I just started using that last week. And I'm like, take my money. You can have all my money. Please never take this away from me. Um, it may not be ideal for some people. Um, I think especially if you're trying to pull things from multiple categories and have them all in one place, that's what makes this perfect. Um, but I mean, just knowing that it can pull from your email and your calendar and like one project management tool that, I mean, that alone, because it can be like, oh yeah, you got this email. Do you want to like add this to your to-do list? Yes. Yes. I do want to make sure that I follow up with Danielle and tell her like, yes, I want to be on the podcast Um, (laughs) and having those pieces. Um, And like that's that along with trying to decide, you know, what kind of check-ins do I want with myself? How do I want to check in? How do I want to make sure I'm holding myself accountable? Is it with a business friend? Is it, you know, a partner? What does that look like? Just so it can be like a, hey, just remember, like, don't let it fall to the wayside just because there's so much other stuff you're trying to do. Um, And taking the time to do that, to be intentional about it, whether it's five days a week or like every Sunday, wherever it fits for you and how you like to live your life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, go ahead, Cicely. I am like, yes. (laughs) Yes, uh, look, uh, you said mini whiteboard. 
Like you said, you have a program now that kind of organizes all these things. Like you don't have to be pulling from a million different places and you have to do what feels natural and best for you. So I like to write things out. I'm very visual. That's how I learn. That's how I interpret. That's how I interact with life. I color code things because it's fun and it looks pretty and I like it. Mm-hmm. So I think what, like one of the biggest things I took away is like really organization, which I've been so bad most of my adult life. <laughs> probably my whole life, my childhood life, all the life. I've been so bad at organization, but I've realized that when I get very intentional, like you mentioned, and I organize in a way that works best for me, that's when I see the best yield. That's when I see the best yep. results. And that's when I feel better about what I'm doing. And I'm not, you know, ah, like all over the place. Yes. But it's so awesome that you mentioned that because they're very, very small, easy things that you can do that you don't have to like make up. Like you're not saying you have to go out and buy this whole new planner and do all these things. Very small, very simple, actionable things. And I know that our, I love it and our listeners are going to love it. And I'm hoping that someone, someone can learn something from that nugget today because that was awesome. Yeah. When what works for me might not work for you. So like I've gone through several planners and I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to make this work? Like, I want to just set it on fire immediately. Um, or like for a while I did sticky notes and then I was like covered in sticky notes. And I'm like, I have no idea where anything is or what like the priorities are anymore. Um, or things end up in like 10 different notebooks. I'm like, this is this is not working. Balls are dropping. Um, so it's, it's about what's finding works for you. If it's keeping the notes in your phone, if it's texting yourself, if it's really just all you need is a notebook, great. Um, but like, I feel like I've spent all year trying to find exactly what works for me. And I'm just now settling into something that I'm really, really happy with. Um, so if it doesn't happen right away, don't let it discourage you. And it doesn't have to cost you a ton of money. Look for other options. Ask what other people are using. Um, there's something out there. And even if it's like, I just need to set 20 timers on my phone, do that. Okay. Like by all means, whatever works for you. <laughs> I relate to that so much. Um, and I, I, I look forward to when Cicely actually gets to go through this as well. Um, my oldest son, we're both special needs moms. We're both spectrum moms. And it's very interesting that, um, I, how many times I have to tell my son to set a timer to go do something. And so, um, mm-hmm. he has it. Yes. There yep. it is. Yes. Okay. So we have tons of timers and he uses mostly ones on his phone, but he has physical ones throughout his room if he needs to for certain things. And so we're at this point now where, you know, certain things happen in the morning in order for him to start his day. And so there's about, I would say 10, I would say almost 10 timers that go off in the morning for him from when the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes out the door. Um, and I just think that's so, uh, it's so wonderful to be able to have something that you can rely on to help you help guide you throughout the day, guide to the next step. Right. Yes. Cause um, Lord knows I am just as forgetful. And I think it's very interesting that we're starting to pick up on systems that work and then pass them on, um, so that other people can actually learn uh, or better gauge for themselves ways that they could better, um, do something for themselves. So yes. that's really like something that I'm, that's really close to home is, you know, seeing the timers and hearing them go off randomly throughout the day. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I relate, but I also relate to the project management. That's a huge one. We're actually switching um, to Asana currently. And mm-hmm. that's something that we are already in process of doing. So in 2023, we're starting on a very clean slate um, yep. as far as project management is concerned. We were very nervous at first, but once we got to play around with it and better understand it and how well, as you mentioned before, pulling from multiple different categories and yep. making it into a more simplified functional workspace on a virtual backend is beautiful. Yes. So um, I'm for it. I'm super excited. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, please do share with us a link to your calendar, to your planner. I would love to share yes. that with our audience so more people can kind of get behind and learn. Like maybe this is something I can dip into. Who doesn't love a good planner? Me. So yep. um, I'm so for that life. I think that would be awesome. Um, I actually had a follow-up question for you um, because I feel like a lot of people, we ask this a lot on the show, but I also love hearing people's random responses. So what did you want to be growing up and how did you get from there to now? 
Ooh. Um, I guess the one thing that I'll start with is I remember in high school telling myself the last thing I would ever want to be is an entrepreneur. Wow. I'm like that sounds so hard and so <laughs> terrible. I'm like, I would never, ever want to do that. Um, but here I am. Um, so I'm like, there's just, there are things that you don't know that you don't know at that age. Um, when I was really little, I wanted to be a teacher just because I loved um, educating people and I loved my teachers. Um, but as I went through high school, I was just not interested so much in being a teacher. Um, I was a really big fan of math and science. I went through like essentially the accelerated math and science track at my high school and was exploring potential roles there. I considered um, being a pharmacist and then I looked at engineering um, and architecture uh, just because I had a love for buildings. Um, when I actually went through chemistry, I did not love it. So I was like, I don't think I want to be a pharmacist. That sounds like way too hard and way too much responsibility. That could kill someone. Um, like, I don't want Please don't put that on me. <laughs> nope. Um, and I, I really loved buildings and architecture. And I had a friend's dad who was an architect and said, well, if you like math and science, why don't you consider architectural engineering? Um, which was what I got my degree in. And more than anything, like the degree taught me how to solve problems, how to manage projects, how to take things from conception to completion. And um, like, yes, I can go through all of the stages of like starting a building to when the doors open. Um but there are so many skills there that really are transferable and people trust you with a lot of their money when you are designing buildings. There's a lot of responsibility. Like you cannot spend your money like that. I'm like, I guess some people can't, I don't have that kind of money. Um, and there are a lot of really fun things about it. I, I mean, I worked on upwards of 30 buildings in my community, most of them educational facilities, um, seeing improvements there. But I mean, the construction industry waits for no one. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a very, very difficult professional role to have um, when my partner, my husband also works in the exact same field. So having both of us doing that kind of work is really, really difficult when you look at wanting a family. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that you can't have two people in really difficult professions and make it work, but we're not near any family. And, you know, realistically, there are weeks when we were working 80 plus hours a week. And I go, wow. we can't make that work mm -hmm. with a family. And I'm like, I would really like to be remote. I'd like for us to travel more, have more time. It's very, very stressful. Um, and so it's like, okay, what's our, what's the exit plan for this? Um, and what kind of skills do I have that someone else could use? Mm -hmm. And that's where I really got into using those project management skills for small online businesses. And how can I be useful, um, especially when they're at a stage where like they want to grow, but they need someone on their team. They need that right-hand person to make sure they're working on what they need to work on. Mm -hmm. And they're pulling off all that other work from their plate. And someone that you can have those tough discussions with and be like, you know, come on, you should not be editing videos. Um, like you make like $300,000 a year coaching. Um, so like we can have someone else edit those videos and you can do something that actually brings revenue in. Yes. Ooh, I love that. I love the, those are the, that was it. That was it for me. That was the highlight of the whole conversation. Thank you. Um, I love the fact that this is something that I actually use in conversation a lot to um, onboarding clients is my job mm -hmm. is to do the little things so that they can actually do the things that they love, right? Yep. The things that they're passionate about. And I, I love that you go into this realm of service with that in the forefront of your mind, because a lot of us mundanely, right? Just kind of yep. go through the grudge, the nine to five, do what we need to do, pull our ticket, punch our ticket, get out. And I love the fact that you have such an, a level, again, of intentionality of really reaching out to people and saying, no, my, I, I really do care about these systems and these systems can work for you um, if you're able to, you know, 
collaborate and work with me so that we can achieve the goal that you want. Now, for a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of people struggle with that because sometimes they don't like being told what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, New things can be scary. Right. And there's like a level of, of comfortness with that. But Casey, you just seem so simple and down to earth and really easy to just like kind of just on board with, okay, these are my goals. Tell me what I got to do to do it, which is very much where I'm like, you know, Casey, just tell me what to do. (laughs) And that like, that's the ease that I want with my clients because, you know, if thing, whether or not you're a, you have a tech background, but what I found, especially with CEOs who have a tech background, you keep telling yourself, like, I'm capable of doing this. Like, I know how to figure out how to do this, even if I don't know how to do this. I can build my own website. I can automate everything. I can set up the onboarding and offboarding processes. But is that how you should be spending your time? Yes, yes, yes. A hundred dollars. Make it rain. Like, just go. Yes. <laughs> you are absolutely right. 110%. Sometimes uh, we are we are in our own way in a lot of areas, especially when it comes to wanting to take charge, wanting to, and not, not being able, not say able, but not wanting to delegate um, in areas. I have definitely gotten in my own way. um, When I first started bringing on more team members for Octane and Sicily can totally vouch for this. She was like, girl, you need a whole staff. What are you doing? And I'm just like, no, I don't. I can just do this and I can just stay up for 48 hours straight and do this. And you know, that sort of feeling like, girl, who are you kidding? Like, no, Mm -hmm. honey, go hire some people. So um, that's what I ended up doing. And now it's grown into this thing, but it had to get to this point where it was, you have, you have to move. As Cicely has repeatedly said, if you don't grow, you won't go. So (laughs) I knew that I had to grow in that area specifically. I love that you need that right on the head. Like we, we simply cannot move forward if we don't have the right structure and systems in place. So as a person who loves automations and systems, as a person who loves to delegate, (laughs) you take that off my plate, please. Like today. <laughs> um, yes, I'm so for this. You're speaking my love language. <laughs> <laughs> I love this whole conversation. I think you brought up so many really great points as well. Like, you know, we've been um, like the last few months, the the term quiet quitting has been circulating. And what I think is, I mean, I don't, it's funny because I don't, I don't really consider it quiet quitting. I think it's like, you know, I think it's literally being in self-preservation because most of us can't afford to quit a job without a backup plan. So I think that's really what it is. It's not like, oh, I'm, you know, draining the company of the resources. It's literally like I am working because I have to work and I'm also working on my dreams. And one day I will swap them out and I'll be living in my truth and intentionally and being able to do the things that I want to do. But I've got to like, you know, make that transition. Because like I said, for most people, it's just not a possibility to just say, Yep. done with this job and tomorrow I'm going to start on my entrepreneurial journey and make so much money. Like it's not going to happen that way. Because, no. You know, of life. But I very much love that you and your husband as well, like kind of sat down and had this discussion, like, here's what we want our lives to look like. And I tell people all the time when you're planning, I think that's like kind of the most honest place. Like when you're planning and setting goals and trying to figure out like what you want the next step to be starting with like what you want your life to look like is one of the most honest and maybe humbling or surprising conversations you can have with yourself, your partner, Mm -hmm. anyone who has to make these decisions, because it really brings to light. Like if someone just asks you out of the blue, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? And then you just speak from the heart. Sometimes things that you didn't even know really like are going to come to the surface. You'll be like, wow. Like I didn't, I thought like, you know, that was something like as a kid, I wanted to do that, but it's not really something that I can do. I didn't think it was something I could do right now. But if you're speaking to that, I think just being honest with yourself and that, you know, this is work that me and Danielle talk about having to do work on yourself and really being, be honest with yourself first and foremost, then you can be very easily honest with anyone else, but just doing that work first and knowing that like, hey, this is what my heart's desire is. And then finding a way to make it happen. I also think that's another thing that helps us to fuel these passions and then to really work from a place of truth and honesty. And it's not just about money. Like I always believe the money will come, right? The money will follow you wherever you go. Like we don't have to be caught up about how you're gonna make money. Be caught up in making sure that you're loving what you're doing and that you're doing it from the right place. So I think that's so important that you said that. And she's like, we're never going to like be able to make this work with no family around. We're both 160 hours a week between us. Like, are you kidding? Like, there's, that's just crazy. And it's not sustainable. Like, you yep. can't do that at 60 years old. And if you are, I'm, whew, I got questions. But 
you shouldn't be doing. You should, you should not be spending the last, you know, fourth of your life doing that much work, doing something mm. that intense. You, before then, we should be bringing ourselves joy, but definitely not at that point. We should not be doing that. Um, so I just want to know what kind of encouragement do you have um, to give to other people to help achieve their goals? Or what is something that you've kind of learned along the way that's maybe changed how you feel about achievement or just changed how you kind of um, like what basically what's something you could help people shift from that corporate. I have to work and clock in mindset and doing things for other people to shifting that focus to themselves in their own business. Yeah. So what's really um important i think in my story is that like yes i have a very successful business right now but i started this business and worked at my full-time job for like 18 months um and so that looked like you know slowly getting clients and what does it look like to balance that time am i working remotely am i not working remotely for my full-time job um and what I found is most of my clients, they didn't really care if I had a full-time job. They just want to know that their work is getting done. Um, so they need to know what your availability is and you need to be honest about turnaround times and how often they should be hearing from you. Um, so starting with that. Um, and then I definitely experienced like a little bit of the quiet quitting in the sense of, like I started working more than 40, like I hit 40 and I was like, I'm basically done unless there's an emergency. Um, and so all of that extra time I had to put toward my business. And I had no one comment about a lack of productivity when I did like 20 plus hours less every week. I'm like, I, I am still doing really good work and I'm probably doing better work because I can actually focus on what I'm doing. Um, and so that slowly looked like you know, having more time with clients. And then I mean, you're like at a teetering point, you're like, okay, like, I don't know that I can do both of these. Um, and so what is that exit plan to get out? How much money do I need in the bank to feel safe? Um, how much time do I want to give to work? And I want to make sure that I exit on a good note in case for whatever reason, I want a recommendation or I want to return because maybe I spend two years being an entrepreneur and I'm like, nope, ain't for me. I want to go and do something else. Um, and having that option there. Um, so, I mean, it's not a race. It's one thing if you're like really burnt out and you're really struggling and it's a terrible mental place, that's a completely other discussion. But if you're looking to build something just to be able to leave and find a new opportunity, it doesn't have to be overnight. Um, you know, I started with like, 500 extra dollars a month that went into a debt payment or an emergency fund. And I was just really happy with that. I'm like, I have extra money. <laughs> like my, my hobby on the weekends, like I told my husband, I go, I'm making money for my hobby. Like you can go golf and I'm going to sit here and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make some extra money and I'm going to use it to pay, put it where I want to in whatever bucket that looks like. Um, and I guess when you think about what you want out of your life, what you really say you want, I want you to then reflect and see where are you spending your time? Is it actually there? And where are you spending your money? Is it actually there? Because those two things should line up with your priorities. And if you're not, then you need to put your time and your money where your mouth is. Because if that matters, make it matter. Well said from the book of Casey Bertelsman. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's awesome. I think that's so, it's very honest. It's very straight to the point. And I love the fact that you're like, um, listen here, I didn't quit my job immediately. I had a plan in place. And I think like you said, um, except for exceptions from mental health and just like toxic workplaces. Yes. I think that's kind of like the culture that we're in. Millennials, zillennials, we're all just like, we got to do it real fast, real quick. And like, you know, have this crazy blow up success story. Yeah. But I think you made a really good point to put that in perspective. That is not the norm. That's the exception. And yes. most of us for our businesses are going to land in that norm part. So yeah, I think that's great. That is wonderful advice. Thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Casey, like, I'm just like soaking, I'm basking in all this wisdom that you just threw at us right now. Um, because I mean, it's no joke. Like the advice that you just gave literally about having an exit work plan, um, being able to collect money while also collecting testimonials 
that just blew everybody's brain just now. Like people think that when they cross the door, they can't go back in the door, may not want to go back to the door. But sometimes the truth is we do actually need to go backwards more to go forward. And um, I love the fact that you mentioned that it's not a race. Um, Put your time and your money where your mouth is. Those are the fireworks that people really need to embrace when they talk about going from a more corporate situation to venturing out on their own. Um, I can honestly tell you that um, I did not start off with a whole lot of capital when I started Octane 13 years ago. It was literally a thought process and a quick uh, legal engagement and then (laughs) out the door I went. And so when I think about, you know, that type of race, if you will, um, I definitely want people to understand that that's definitely not the most top-notch way to go. Planning, knowing ahead of time what your options are, are probably the better route to take. (laughs) So um, different strokes for different folks, but I definitely think that you're having a, having a solid plan is definitely going to be the better outcome for you as you're moving forward with the new venture, whatever that may be. Um, You have seriously dropped some gems on us. (laughs) Like today, (laughs) like, I'm just like, wow. I'm just going to sit here and listen and just try not to drool. Like, this is great. <laughs> um, I love this. I hope that more women are empowered by your personal story, Casey, on how you were able to pivot and create and build on what you have started. Um, please give yourself all the pats on the back, all the chocolate, all the Chardonnay, whatever it is that you get, like, just add it to my tab, like, times 20, because it is <laughs> wonderful. I love seeing this from you. And I definitely love the fact that um, more women are able, again, to hear the story and kind of set some things up for themselves, um, knowing what you have gone through. Um, We love passing the baton, but I do think this is a a good uh, point for us to go straight into our flash questionnaire. Cicely, are you down for this? Casey, are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> no, it's, honestly, just um, all we ask is you answer the first thing that comes to your mind or just whatever pops up quickly. So okay. you don't have too much time to like sit and like think and analyze. We just want first thing. Top of okay. Okay. Be easy though, otherwise. Before I get to that question, I wanted to make sure people knew where to find you, Casey. So you can save that online so people can, can also audibly hear it. Yeah. So, um, the best place to find me is really on Instagram. So you can find my podcast at She Sparks Tech, or you can find my business page that is um, currently in the middle of a revamp, but I am there. I am. <laughs> um, that is uh, at Casey.Bertelsman. Um, so those are the best two places. I have a link tree on both of those where you can find information about both the podcast and other podcasts I've been on and um, my business service guide. So it's a um, and just, I love to chat there. So by all means, feel free to pop in, say hi. Um, I really am an open book. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yay, all right. It. Now you're on the chopping block. Flash questionnaire. <laughs> I just went ahead and followed a very cute IG. Like it. Really like Thank it. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I'll get to, I'll get to the questions. <laughs> okay. Um, something new you've learned in the past year, life lesson, hobby, fun fact, et cetera. Um, I would say like the biggest life lesson is really just the importance of health and mental health um, and giving your space for that. That's one of the things with um, just myself and how I felt after leaving my job. Like I'm excited to start work on Monday mornings, which is crazy to say. Um, It's crazy to hear, Um, but it makes such a difference when like you're in a good place with yourself and you make space for that. Amen. I love that answer. Um, and speaking of good places to be, favorite vacation or getaway spot? Oh, um, I mean, I I don't think that you can beat the beach. I love to travel all the time, um, but like white beaches, you know, beautiful, like see-through water. It's That's just hard to beat. Um, both, I mean, I've loved both Florida and Mexico. Um, and I went to Hawaii earlier this year with my family. And I mean, that um, was beautiful. All of the black beaches there are just stunning. Uh, I bet. That's amazing. I love, I'm with you. Nothing beats the beach. Um, sweets to snacks or savory snacks? Um, I'm very much like a sweet and salty 
kind of person. I like to have like a bowl of pretzels and then like a little bit of ice cream and do my <laughs> duo. So both. I love yes. it. <laughs> Harry Potter or Star Wars? Harry Potter. Okay. You're, I think, what are we like 95% Harry Potter? <laughs> we, we unofficially keep like tabs on some of the questions. I'm like, I think most of us are Harry Potter. Um, digital books or physical books? Um, I really love digital books. I love being able to do ebooks from the library because they just like show up and I don't have to go drop them off then. <laughs> yes, very smart. I've for almost forgotten about the library doing ebooks now. Forgot about that. Great idea. Um, and if you can go back into time, where would you go and whom would you see? Ooh, um, I would love to like have lunch with Amelia Earhart and Eleanor Roosevelt, like the two of them plus me, because they were friends. I'm like, that sounds like pretty badass lunch. <laughs> that really does. Just like go out with the girls, see what's going on. I yep. love it. That's awesome. Um, what is your love language or your love languages? So like, I guess, how do you um, enjoy receiving love? Like how does, what things do you like that make you feel warm and fuzzy? Yeah, I'm definitely um, an acts of service and like touch. I am very much a hugger. I, without a doubt, believe that hugging is healing. Um, and I mean, when someone takes the time to like do something for you, so you don't have to do it, like waking up and knowing my husband already did the dishes, like you can't start that day bad. <laughs> no, not at all. I love that. I love that you said that. That's great. <laughs> and last but not least, the best part of being a grown up. Oh, um, getting to have ice cream any time of the day. <laughs> it's like a highlight. That. Oh, it circles back to snacks and ice cream. Yep. I love that. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. See, that wasn't even that bad. I told you. Yep, that was that was not bad at all. But thank you so much. That's awesome. I loved your answers. Very, very enlightening. Thank you. Uh, Casey, this has been so real. Thank you. Like, your time is precious and valuable. And I thank you for spending just a few with us. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share on the show? Um, I think the the last thing, just a, you know, another plug for my podcast for She Sparks Tech. Um, the month is December, and I'm putting out a transferable skills guide. That's a free download. So anyone who's you know trying to identify, I want to leave this role and either start something my own or go some to some new role. Um, that'll be available. Uh, it should be later this week. So whenever this goes live, people should be able to to find that on my Instagram page. Awesome. I'll be on the lookout. <laughs> Me too. We'll share That's it. Awesome. We're all about that. Casey, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you again so much. So much wisdom shared, so many gems um, that we've absorbed just by getting to know your story, um, by you audibly telling your story. Um, I really hope that other women in the tech and creative fields are inspired and encouraged um, by the words that you've shared today. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I mean, you guys are wonderful. So it was great to get to chat and really just start my week this way. Awesome. I, know, I keep forgetting it's Monday. I don't know. I'm like stuck in the twilight now. I'm like, is it Tuesday? Is it Thursday? Is it Saturday? Yep. So thank you for that. Who knows? <laughs> it is a good start to the week. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thank all everyone who's listening. Thank you um, to, for listening to the More Than Graphics podcast and to continue to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, send us your feedback on Facebook or Twitter on how our life stories and virtual safe spaces are helping you navigate, empower, or encourage you. And please be sure to check out mtgthepodcast.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive behind the scene moments like Clubhouse that happens every Tuesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, we'll catch you later. And just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow our page and look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time.